This is Brand and New from the International Trademark Association. This podcast series explores changes and dynamics in the legal world, now and tomorrow, with a focus on intellectual property. I am Audrey Dove. Welcome to Brand and New. What can't you find on Amazon as the most global and greatest retail store ever? Amazon has become a unique store where customers can literally find any product they wish. Sellers have concomitantly found a marketplace broader than anything they used to operate on, and Amazon's commercial success has led to an increase in the risk of counterfeit products being sold on their store. How does Amazon protect brands to maintain customer trust? What are the proactive and reactive steps they take to limit this risk? In today's episode, we discuss the Amazon's entire infringement strategy with Dana Northcott, Vice President and Associate General Counsel on the Intellectual Property Legal Team, who's been with Amazon for over 12 years. Among her attributions, Dana is notably in charge of designing the company's IP policy and implementing it globally over all its business lines. Firstly, thank you, Dana, for being my first guest for the second season of Brennan New. Thanks, Audrey. It's a real pleasure to talk with you today, and that's a really kind introduction. Dana, you're involved in the IP strategy and policies across all Amazon's business lines, from e-commerce to publishing, video streaming, cloud services, and even groceries, retail. How do you work on the development and implementation of a global IP strategy? So at Amazon, we take the same approach to IP that we do to the rest of our business. We use four guiding principles, which are customer obsession, passion for invention, commitment to operational excellence, and long-term thinking. We're always inventing on behalf of our customers, and our legal work plays a critical role in laying the foundation for the products and services that delight those customers. We have a saying here at Amazon that it's always day one, and each of us is charged with making sure that we maintain a day one culture. In one of Jeff Bezos's recent letters to shareholders, he talked about what our day culture really means. And in it, he explained why it's so important for a large organization to keep thinking like it is actually day one for their business. And he said, your desire to delight customers will drive you to invent on their behalf. And here at Amazon, we're doing that every day. So circling back, we see our global IP strategy the same way. Thinking through what a customer would want, what branding messaging we have for them, and how we want product naming to evolve is what really unifies an IP portfolio where we're constantly inventing and improving. And to your point, that's from shopping to publishing, streaming, cloud services, groceries, digital devices, private label, and more. And what are your main challenges? Well, the largest challenge to this, of course, is scale. And I'm sure that's not a surprise. The scale of the business, scale of the brands, of the work, of the team, and then scale of process. So first, I think, is scaling the partnership and how we work with the business. Everything at Amazon is very much a partnership. We sit with the product teams and start talking about naming from the very early stages of a product idea. Trying to align our process to stay in step with the business-led product life cycle is really tricky. 
we don't and won't slow them down. So we need to think long, hard, and smart about when we engage and when we will have the most impact. When to dive deep into a clearance issue, let's say, is dynamic and really important to get right, because if you can't scale, you'll be slowing the business down. There's also the scale of brands. You have a lot of names. Flagship brands like Amazon, Prime, Alexa, Echo, AWS, Kindle, and hopefully those are all brands that you know and love. But we also have a lot of brands that if you don't recognize now, hopefully you will soon, like Wickedly Prime or Happy Belly Foods, Stone and Beam Furniture, uh, the TV series like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There are a lot of names for a very wide range of goods and services. So we need to constantly look at whether we are thinking through protection in the right way and challenge our own thinking on whether we are establishing the trademark footprint that we need and not more than that. Having a global footprint makes us navigate and reconcile those legal constraints in each country where we operate. And of course, you can't scale unless you're working on a great team. And we have a really fabulous team here in-house and some outside councils who are very close partners and with us every step of the way. So making strong hires, both in-house here and with our outside council, is paramount to tackling any challenge. You joined Amazon almost 12 years ago. Which evolutions, positive and negative, have you observed over the years in terms of enforcement and defense of brands in the retail landscape? My 12th anniversary was this week, and it's amazing. All those 12 years have gone by in a flash. I think the biggest evolution that we've observed over the years is really our own. As the business has grown, so has our thinking about smart risks and smart processes, like I just outlined about the challenges of scale. What we've needed to clear and protect has really changed significantly. We're not just a class 35 company anymore, but in nearly every class now. That's a huge evolution. There's also been a lot of innovation in the industry that we've needed to stay in front of. The release of our first Kindle in 2007, it was our first digital device, and now our device portfolio is deep, and I couldn't live my life without Alexa and my Echo. Like many companies, we file a number of forward-looking applications, which explore the full possibilities of what the new technology would be. And I think that watching those classes converge and thinking about where our brands overlap each other, either now or in the future, really pushes us towards good prosecution choices. We also empower small businesses through innovations and investments by making them available to others. Amazon stores, Kindle Direct Publishing, and Amazon Web Services are just a few examples of that. Today, our customers are no longer just shoppers on Amazon.com. They are shoppers and sellers and enterprises and content creators. What have you observed in terms of development you have needed to react to? Well, one of the biggest things to happen in the last few decades was ICANN's new GTLD program and letting companies apply for their own top-level domain names. That opportunity was, and still is, really huge. 
And I'm proud to say that we were one of the largest applicants, seeing it as a green field opportunity in the DNS. And then there's the law. So the law has certainly evolved with too many big decisions to count, but most recently in the U.S., the Brunetti decision following on the heels of TAM, any changes in registration criteria would be noteworthy. And then there are the developments within the trademark offices themselves that seem simple but have huge internal operational impact. So nearly every trademark office accepts online applications now, and that wasn't the case a decade ago. And then the pendency between application and registration is much, much shorter. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. Amazon develops its own process for managing infringement and counterfeiting allegations. Could you please tell us more about the main programs, again, reactive and proactive, put in place and their efficiency so far through key performance indicators? I already talked about customer centricity, and the most fundamental part of that is trust. We know that customer trust is hard to win and very easy to lose, and counterfeits are an existential threat that are facing all brands, and we need to partner together to eradicate counterfeiting. In 2018 alone, we invested over $400 million in both personnel and preventative tools built on machine learning and data science to fight fraud and abuse, which is including counterfeiting in our stores. What specific tools have you developed to help prevent counterfeits? We're focused on proactive, scalable, long-term solutions and have developed a number of proactive tools to prevent counterfeits from reaching our stores. The first one is one that I hope you've heard of, and it's Amazon Brand Registry, and it powers Amazon's brand protection efforts. Absolutely, Dana. Customers are more and more active in relation to the fight against IP infringement on Amazon, such as raising claims individually, providing evidence through bad product reviews, feeding Amazon's automated processes for infringement detection. Could you tell us more about Brand Registry that you just mentioned, as well as other programs launched by Amazon so far? Registration is free to any rights owner with a registered trademark, and that's independent of any economic relationship with us. Amazon Brand Registry has powerful tools with automated protections that use machine learning to predict and prevent future issues so that we can proactively protect brands' IP. Brand Registry also includes an enhanced notice and takedown feature that allows brands to search for potentially infringing products. It uses state-of-the-art image searching technology, and more than 130,000 brands around the world now use Brand Registry. Of those brands, they're now finding and reporting 99% fewer suspected infringements than before the launch of Brand Registry. Second is our transparency program, which is a product serialization service that effectively eliminates counterfeits. So in this, Amazon provides the 
participating brands unique alphanumeric non-sequential codes that the brand can place on every unit of the products that they manufacture. And this allows us and other retailers, law enforcement, customers, to determine the authenticity of each individual unit of that product within the supply chain. And since its launch, over 3,000 brands have already adopted transparency. And then there's Amazon Project Zero. And this is a program that empowers brands to help Amazon drive counterfeits to zero. It combines the breadth and our power of our own automated proactive brand protection. And it's the complete coverage of the unit serialization that I was talking about and a new self-service tool that for the first time gives rights owners the power for them to remove suspected counterfeits directly from Amazon stores. And it seems that you rely both on automation algorithm and on humans in your objective to drive face to zero and reassure the public, right? And most importantly, when a brand takes a listing down, we use this as an opportunity to really investigate and learn and see how to improve our proactive protections. And we see this as the latest iteration of our partnership with brand owners to work together and really drive counterfeits down to zero. Our true vision is that a brand logs in and never has to use the tool, never has to take anything down because everything they see in our store is authentic and our proactive protections are really doing their job. So if at any point a brand does take something down, it means that there's more for us to learn and we'll take that information and improve our proactive protections. And then aside from tools, I should also add that we continue to work with brands and law enforcement directly to stop the bad actors. We continue to take steps to protect the brands and customers within our store, like with the products I just talked about, but we really need to and, and do look at how we can stop these bad actors permanently. Thanks, Dana. Now to conclude, I have a few questions to answer in just a word or a sentence. And here we go to the rapid fire questions. <laughs> yes. Whose brain would you like to have had and why? <laughs> da Vinci, the, the true Renaissance brain. That would be, uh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> What's the last book you read? Beneath a Scarlet Sky. Um, it's a story about the resistance in World War II. It's a love story. I really highly recommend it. Okay. What's the next big brand and new thing? Um, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd love for you to tell me. <laughs> I have a few ideas, actually. What would you have liked to invent or create? like to invent and create? Well, first I'm going to take issue with the word liked since I don't think this needs to be a past tense question. Um, invent? Mm, I'm not quite sure and I'll have to keep thinking about that one. Uh, create? <laughs> well, I can't sing or dance to save my life, so I think I'll choose writing. But that's not original. What lawyer doesn't fancy themselves to be an author? So um, I'm sorry. I fear I don't have a creative answer to your question. Where do you take your inspiration from? Inspiration. 
Uh, well, my kids keep me on my toes, and they certainly keep me laughing. I love sports, and I'm super passionate about skiing. Any time outside just re-energizes, and it, it centers me. Um, as a family, we really love to read, and we love to travel. And I'm a curious person, so trying new things usually leads to something that's really fun. Thank you very much, Dana. Great. Well, thank you for your time, Audrey. I uh, really appreciate it. This has been fun. Thank you. My guest today was Dana Northcott, Vice President and Associate General Counsel on the IP legal team of Amazon. Thank you for listening to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for new episodes. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe and share it. We are always looking for new people to discover brand and new. And to learn more about INTA, its resources and events, please visit www.inta.org.